why we're here today to tell you about how amazing Viking Strong Resistance Bands are. They can be found at our website. Now, let's describe them. They are stretchy and they are squishy. They can be used for many different exercises. Yes, Viking Strong Resistance Bands are used to do more challenging squats, arm stretches, and much more. You can stretch them a lot. Please check out Viking Strong Resistance Bands on our website, www.wildernesslaw.us. When being strong isn't enough, be Viking Strong! There you go. Tristan, you want to read your commercial you wrote? It's good. All items at the Indian Mound Farmer's Market are from local sources. It's also a place to meet some really nice and fun people and bond as a community. It's fresh. All the delicious things at the market are items local farmers bring in from this season's harvest. Awesome products like eggs, pickles, they're the only pickles we buy, honey from Jackass Honey Farms, and jellies and jams. It's fun. They have arts and crafts, fashion accessories, and helicopter watch. Yeah, come on out to Liberty Hill, Texas, and check out Indian Mound Ranch Farmer's Market. Welcome to Season 3 of the Wilderness Law Podcast. Yay! Daddy, are we going to do another gaming one? No. We're going to look at maps. Welcome to the Wilderness Law Podcast. With the dropping water bottle. <gasps> Tristan Law. Wait, Tristan, Marion, Josie, and Lane. All right. Hashtag Daddy. Good job. All right. You don't even know what hashtag means. Neither me or you do. Maybe I do. Maybe I don't. I think it means AKA. You're definitely yeah. using it incorrectly. All right. I don't know what to do with that stupid water. It won't stand. I told you. Right. Well, I could get it to stand, but she won't. All right. <clears throat> so, how was school today? Good. Good. Marion, what did you do this morning? Try out for you, I am. And how did it go? So, I don't know what the grades are yet, but I think I did pretty well for such a long story. Yeah, what what story did you tell? Um, she read the uh, the same story to the whole class, and we all had to remember it. What was it though? I have I have no idea what it was called. You can't tell it right now. I can. What was it? Tell it. So, boy named Sam, he loved to win. He beat his sister at checkers and chess. Um, he won a spelling... You know the game is not called chest, right? Chess? Chess. Yeah, chess, there's whatever. There's no T. <laughs> um, and he won his class's spelling bee. And one day when he was at school, he saw there were tryouts for a trivia question. For trivia questions. And he ran, and he ran to the office... And he said, I want to try out for trivia. And the teacher said, and and the principal smiled and asked, Well, are you good at trivia questions? Sam shrugged, No, but I am good at winning. 
So she signed him in, signed him up, and he was running down the hallway to get to the room for the trivia. And, uh, or at least to practice, I think. Or, oh no, he was going to tryouts. And, um, the principal told him to slow down, and he did. But by the time he got to the room, he was still out of breath. His best friend Derek didn't come in that day. Derek was usually late, but Sam hoped it wasn't one of those days. Three other kids from Derek's bus came in, but Derek still wasn't with them. Sam asked, where's Derek? The other kids said they didn't know. And, but finally he walked in. And Sam started getting mad at him, and he said, Since you signed up, I'm not your friend. And then Eric said, Well, if you sign up, I'm not your friend. And they ignored each other for the whole week. Um, they, sat at sep- they sat at different ends of the table at lunch. They didn't play with each other at recess, and they didn't call after school. But one day, they were sitting at the same table with three other kids. He had buzzers in front of... They all had buzzers in front of them. And and the lady said, oh, the teacher, she said, these buzzers, get ready to press them when you are ready. And Sam held his hand up again. Up above his buzzer, ready to hit it down first. And they started, and then Sam told Eric, what if we answer these, what if we answer these questions together? Make our own trivia team together. You know the answer, you can, you know the answers, and I'm fast. So maybe you could teach me teach me the answers and I can teach you how to press down the buzzer quick enough to answer the questions first. And they thought it was a good idea. And when they did, um, Sam still loved winning, but he was glad he won his best friend back. I like it. I'm pretty sure there was more, but I don't know. Well, that's part of it. And it's your first time. Really I have UAL tomorrow. Uh, are you doing more than art? What? Science. Oh, nice. My teacher told me I should sign up. All right, good. Are you? So, what are you doing tomorrow? Uh, we are taking another practice test because <laughs> that's pretty much what it is. They just slap down a test about earth science. Yeah, when I was in FFA, or life science. Yeah, when I was in FFA, I uh, did. Uh, current events and it was kind of like that you just take a test about what's going she on in said the right now. if we make the team we get to go up on a stage in front of judges and do it yeah Tell like the story. like the kids we watched on do youtube do you think it'll be at eric will be at erica, erica cup i have no idea what erica cup is that was the thing that we were no i know i know but i don't know what it is sure i know we saw level. that's what it's something but, uh, yeah, I don't know. We'd have to look into that. It would just be at a UIL competition. I'm which pretty would... sure it's... Pay attention. 
It would be at a UIL competition, which would be held either at another school or possibly a high school or uh, maybe a college. Mm. <gasps> no, you don't get to pick where. They just I they know. decide where. I know that. The reason I did UIL is because if I get onto the UIL team, we get to go to Six Flags. Okay. Um, <gasps> stop. Stop. That might just be uh, junior high kids. Yeah, it is. And also, Tristan, doesn't matter how good you do on practice tests, if you're not passing math, you don't get to go. You you don't get to compete in UIL, and that's not just my rule. That's the rules of UIL. You know how football players don't get to play if they're not passing? Guess who regulates that? I know. No pass, no play. Who regulates it? The state. UIL. Same organization, same rules. Josie, I don't know what you're doing, why you're doing splits in the chair. It's really funny, <laughs> but it also means you're not next to the microphone. Get on the mic. I finished one of my trees today. In wood burn, on your wood boiling? Or? I only did one burning, one burning tree. <clears throat> okay, what'd you do with the other? How'd you do the other one? Uh, pencil and colored pencil. Do you need, yeah, okay, cool. All right, squirrels. Uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about e-scouting. We talked about this on one podcast last week. But I wanted to, but, uh, okay, so I, there are two membership-based uh, apps, I guess you'd say, that I use for e-scouting. There's a bunch of free ones I mix in too, but something I want to. So I use Go Hunt and I use Onyx Maps. Onyx Maps is cool because you can. Well, I'll show you where we hunted. Uh, for those listening to the podcast, I'm showing everyone this on a TV that's in my office. Ah, come on. Let's go to Wyoming. <laughs> well, right now I have. Come on, I said going slow. Colorado. Right now I have Colorado. Texas, Alaska, Colorado, New Mexico, and Montana selected. And sometimes I change from Montana to Arizona, just because that's it's more likely that I'll hunt there. And you can have... See, this is topographic maps. You see how you see all these mountains? Yes. So don't say which unit it is because you never give away your spots, although our spot is probably not one we'll go back to because it was super busy. So this is the game unit. So you see this green border right here? Yep. Yep. So let's see. So this, this is the game unit that me and Tristan hunted in, and these are the... These were our options for trails. This is the one we wanted to go on, but when we got there, the trailhead was... There wasn't even a parking spot. It was so full. And so we ended up going on this one, and that's why you see a lot more waypoints. But So on this Onyx Maps, we can either look at the mountain, the terrain, which that's what topography is, right? Or we can look at actual satellite imagery, not live, 
But look, so I zoom in. So here's the trailhead where we parked the truck. That's where we parked. That's at a different time of year than when we went there. And then this orange line is what we walked to get to where we hunted. Where did you hunt? Okay, I will show you. I'm trying to find a cabin. That's a switchback. There's the cabin. Shows oh, yeah, the right there. So this is the, the... There was a clearing that we walked through right before where some outfitters were camped with their horses tied. And then... Where's the cabin? Yeah, right here. This is... They call it... Yeah, I'm not going to say the name of it. But... Can I see it? Up close. Well, this looks like this video was taken at, like, springtime or something. Like, everything's green. And this app doesn't zoom in as much as, like, Google, Google Earth will zoom in a little bit more, right? But you can t pay attention. But, you, look, this is a big old mountain right here. This all, uh, so to the northwest of where we camp behind that cabin is uh, this mountain which is a huge actual mountain and then but all around us are shorter mountains to where like we didn't even see the sun till like 11 o'clock in the morning because <clears throat> the mountains blocked it right yeah guess what I was just able to read the name of the cabin okay I'm not gonna say it though okay look here Check the out these light. So we can do a top topographical map. See all these lines? These lines yes. mean a change in elevation. When they're really close together like this, that means elevation is changing really fast. So it's really steep, like Ooh. a mountain. What just happened? You knocked over a thing that you shouldn't have had next to you. I didn't put Pay it Pay attention. Look here. So that's how topographical maps work, right? And then when you click on satellite, you just see a 2D image of the overhead, like what the actual land looks like. And then you can do this, a hybrid, which is the satellite imagery with the topographical lines laid over it, right? So you see right here, this area, this is the yeah. face of the mountain so, see, when I turn the satellite, when I go into just satellite, you just see the side of the mountain, right? Yeah. And then now you can see how quickly on the topographical lines, you see how that works, how quickly and how steep they are? Yep. So, yeah, I wish I would have looked at this. Well, honestly, I don't know if I had. I did. So, Onyx didn't have it in this uh, detail. Uh, they've kind of changed how they do their maps in the last year. But I would, because when we were going, I was planning on trying to climb this. And if I would have seen this, I would have been like, oh no, that's not happening. Because everywhere we could access the mountain was way too steep. It turns into actual like mountain climbing, like with pickaxes and ropes and stuff. And we weren't going to be doing that. Especially not with my clumsy butt. Exactly, but he would kill himself. If we were to go back there, we found out that this area over here, the flatter stuff, this is, and this gets high over here. But this is where we wanted to be hunting, anyways. Beaver. Oh. Uh huh. Shh. And um, 
But yeah, see all these dotted lines? These are trails. Mm. Although, I say that. These are trails. Those are those are draws, like where water runs from the higher elevations down into this creek. Okay. So anyway, so this is what's cool about Onyx Maps. I can open this thing over here that says My Layers, and I can go to State, which we're in Colorado on this. Let me scroll down to Colorado. And some of these are free, and some of them you got to pay for. But, uh, come on. Okay, so that turns off the game units, and some of them, I don't know, they're just acting weird. <clears throat> but some, so like if I click this one, it would show which lands are public lands versus which ones people, like individual people own. Uh, and like this one kind of would show the borders between private and public. The walk-in access, I don't really know how to use that yet. Uh, either I don't know how to use it or they don't have it finished because it doesn't really make sense to me. And But like, so the public lands... So the private lands here, That's I want to get the Texas version of this. Uh, and... They have it for, um, I think, every state. I think all 50 states. And um, But some states, you're only allowed certain information. But in Texas, I think they can have all landowner information, right? So when you do the private lands, it won't just tell you this land is privately owned. It'll tell you the name of the person that owns it. So if we zoomed in to our house, it would have my name. Really? Yeah. That's kind of creepy. So, well, then you, the cool thing for us, like if we, we were talking about going on a long canoe trip. And so what we could do is map out where we think we would be camping and either plan it to, to where it would be on, you know, like a state park. We would try to make it to a state park by dark. Or if it's somebody's land, we would get a hit. I'll try to get in contact with the landowner and see if they would let us camp on where on their you know frontage, right? That'd be cool, right? Like that's a real that's one of the really cool uses of this. And see all this information. See, I built all the these uh, waypoints and paths for when me and Tristan went hunting last year, and then I I can. Move it over into an S into an SD card. I could print it if I wanted to and have a printed map, which I should probably do, but I don't. I or haven't the times we've gone. But I can also put it into a SD card and load it into my GPS unit, my handheld one over there. That one, my Ooh. Garmin. And have it right there, and that's what we use. Because when you get out there, your cell phone doesn't work, but that thing does. All right? <clears throat> now, so we used this last year, and it was really helpful. We didn't get as far off the beaten path as we'd like, but next time we know we need to. And so it'll be even more important. Important, apparently? No, important. But when I woke up this morning, there was an ad 
blitz ad campaign, whatever, on Facebook by the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, right, that I have the sticker on my truck. They worked with Onyx Maps, and they released a new layer just for elk hunting. Check this out. So you go to Nationwide Layers, and let me zoom out, and I'm still on topo so you have the white background instead of the green so all this is easier to see so josie what's this place where the mouse is moving around um texas yeah that's texas right and so this is new mexico where tristan and i went turkey hunting last year and this is colorado right where we went fishing and then tristan and i went elk hunting and so, this is Louisiana, where we hope to go bow fishing. This is Florida. Florida. You know, uh, this down here, the south, southern tip of Texas, yeah. that's where we went to South Padre Island this summer. I'm just kind of giving y'all a point of reference, right? Wait, I have something to This. Hold on, look up here. You see where it says New York? Mm-hmm. Who used to live in New York? Um, yeah. Did you know that in when Spain was still a major holder of land in the United States as we know it today, Florida, the like not the panhandle part, but the like part part that is like imagine that Florida's a gun, not the handle, but the the thing pointing the towards barrel. Cuba. Went all the way to to um, Louisiana. Oh, New that is the panhandle. That's how panhandles work. The main part pointing down into the ocean is not the panhandle. That's the peninsula. Can you show me Argentina? Ooh. I can show you Argentina, but not right now because I'm trying to show y'all something. Okay. Okay, so I wanted to show you. So this is, these are the Great Lakes. What's this area up here, Marion? Do you know? I know Tristan mm, knows. Is so what's down here? What's what's south of Texas? What? <clears throat> who did? Who used to own Texas before the Alamo? Mm. And San Jacinto. Mexican? Huh? Say it again. I don't know. No, no, no. You're on the right track. You were very, very close. Say it again. The Mexican people. Well, Mexico, the country of Mexico. New Mexico. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I think it's the United States of Mexico. Um, so that's Mexico, okay? And this up here is Canada. <gasps> Canada of Canada? Look, that's look so here, big. look here. So this is the United States. This is Canada. All of this is Canada. This is, it's what, so Greenland big. or whatever? But this is Canada, and this right here is Alaska, okay? So that's why I can turn on... Uh, these game unit borders because it's part of the United States, right? Yeah, and we really <coughs> want to go hunting in Alaska. Yes. See this area down here? Here, I'll show you something yeah. cool. This is kind of insider nerd stuff. So Stephen Ronella, his cabin in Alaska that him and his brother have that they fish on, fish at, is in this part of Alaska. Where they got attacked by the Kodiak bear is right here. That's a fog neck. Okay? All right. That's a fog neck? A fog neck. Yeah. That's just to uh, 
give you all a point of reference. I don't know about the podcast uh, listeners. If you're not listening to the Meteor podcast, you should be. Um, Daddy. Stephen Ranella is the best writer working today. What? Um, is the water in Alaska very cold? Uh, depends on what time of year, but I mean, it's colder than we're used to. Uh, but yes. And then, especially if you get up here, this is where, like, uh, Eskimos and... Igloos and polar bears. Yeah, this is the classic kind of Alaska up here by... And right, I think here is Barrow, and there is zero vegetation. Nothing grows there unless somebody did does a hack with, like, greenhouses or something. But yeah, there's human populations that have lived there you know for thousands of years and been able to eat nothing but animal protein they there ain't no salads there's no fruit there's no bread you know naturally now there is because we can ship it in or whatever back in the day you couldn't right they were just like indians ice indians basically that's what eskimos are lane hold there i'm about to blow marion's mind okay Okay, buried. You just punched her in the face. See that part of Alaska that's kind of like a uh, peninsula? It's kind of like sticking out. Well, all out. of Alaska's a peninsula. But the part, it's like... Tristan, the... go point at it. Okay. And I will, I will tell you the right way to say it. I will help you out. You mean the one that looks like a little swerve? Do you know what a peninsula is? A peninsula is a piece of land that's... Surrounded on three side, at least three sides. Well, three sides by okay, see, water. I'm gonna say it, and you're gonna hear me. But the podcast isn't, so I need you to repeat what I say. Well, we can hear you. You're just far away. Okay, so right here, that's Alaska. That's the United States, right? Well, this is Alaska. Yeah, this is all Alaska, but this is part of Alaska, right? Mm-hmm. That's Russia, right there. Yeah. People- yeah, she doesn't know enough to be have her mind blown by that. I I would have when I well when I was a little bit older than her I guess but because it's cool man that's a that's that's Europe okay. and that's America United North America so the theory is okay so right here is uh, there used to this water wasn't this high back in the day um, and well hold on listen and so the theory is that the people that we think of as Indians or Native Americans or First Nations people, that's what they call them in Canada, the theory is back in the day, you know, tens of thousands of years ago, uh, their ancestors walked across here from Asia because, you know, Russia, China, India... All that's Asia, right? This is all Russia. Russia is huge, uh, landmass-wise. It's actually an insignificant country, but um, except it, it's uh, annoying. They're definitely not as important as they seem to think they are. But um, <coughs> anyway, so, yeah, and there's all sorts of cool stuff to talk about there. Where There was like a... Ancestor of the grizzly bear called a short face bear, and sort of an ancestor, or something like that. But we need to have a conservation podcast. Yeah, and uh, 
They walk, and so that supposedly those people figured out how to kill those bears, and that's when humans occupied the Americas, and they went all the way down here. So this is Mexico. Right here, I'm zoomed out, so it okay. seems far, but Mexico's a pretty long, or Central America, because once you get down in here, you got like Costa Rica and Honduras and stuff. Puerto Rico. And this is South America, right? And people walked all the way down to here, right? And down here, I think there's, there's penguins, right? Mm-hmm. And it's, <gasps> yeah. Penguins! Like, it's close enough to Antarctica. Penguins? Yep. And shh, pay attention. And so, and in this area, there was the Azt, uh, the Aztecs and the Mayans, which were ancient civilizations. It's not even that ancient anymore, but they were similar to the Egyptians. Like they had really interesting and intricate uh, uh, culture and but- government and. Uh, structures and yeah, yeah. Steven, you got it on the they had pyramids. I mean, they did yeah. have the Aztecs were in that area, but they were also in Mexico because I was. That's one of the I said Mexico. No, you said I did this. I did this. They were in. This was the center. Their center of their culture. The the Mexi- the Aztec capital was in Mexico City. Yeah, which is down here. I thought it was way up there. No. What? These all right. Check this out. So the people in North Mexico make fun of the people in Mexico City, like we make fun of Yankees. Hmm. Like they think of them as city boys and wussies. Hmm. Okay. So uh, all this, like, we spent like a year and a half just establishing how maps work, I guess. But anyway, so check this out. So Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation came out with this. So what you do is you go to Nationwide Layers. There's an RMEF toggle, and I can either go on or off, right? And if I go into Layer Settings, it lets me do the individual. So there's a thing called Access Points. So I have access points turned on. See how it changes nothing on the map? Yeah. I don't think they have access points finished because I can't get that to do anything. But this part right here is cool. Permanently protected lands. Come on. Work. Yeah, okay. There we go. Whoa. Look, see all those dots? Yes. Those are all Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation project areas. And you can, cool. you can, let's see, you can click on a dot and it'll give you a breakdown of information. It'll tell you who controls it. Well, that's not a good one. Some of them have more information than others. So like that one. This is where Tristan and I hunted turkey, actually. And it actually... Has the name, so this is the Luerca Peak Right-of-Way is the name of the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation project. And then their partner, which is like in Texas, it would be the Texas Parks and Wildlife, except that we don't control elk because our politicians are idiots. 
Well, they have the New Mexico Department of Game and Fish, which that's who I buy my hunting tag from when I go to New Mexico to hunt, right? And then access permitted, yes. Hunting permitted, yes. Some of those, some of these projects say no. Like over here, so Tennessee, we we've talked about that on the podcast before. You know, Tennessee. Oh, this is cool. I'm uh, right. It's cool with me anyway. <laughs> There's none in Texas. Check this out. Check this out. Lane is nerding out. you'll like this too. Man, wheeled zooms really fast. So, okay. So, yeah, if I zoom out too far, it doesn't see on my PC. If I zoom out too far, these tags stay no matter what on this, on the Apple for some reason. It goes... So see that dot right there? That's on yeah. a fog neck, which is where when Stephen Ronella got attacked by that bear, he was hunting elk. Oh. The biggest elk on earth. Cool. G- genetically speaking, he did not kill the biggest elk on earth. I need a new shoe. Something happened to it. I, that has nothing to do with what we're talking Daddy. about. What do you got, I Joe? think I have something, but since we're talking about states, and when we were talking about Russia, I, I, wa- I wanted to ask you something. What do you got? Are we ever going to go to Russia, or are you ever going to hunt in Russia? Uh, it's definitely not high up on my list, but it would be cool to hunt bears in Russia. Radiated bears in Chernobyl. Well, well I just wanted to ask you that. a lot of Russia that's not Chernobyl. Because my friend Sasha, she used to live in Russia. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty... Angu wants to go to Russia, but for political reasons. Uh, mm. Like, he wants to... What does political mean? Like, politics. Like, the president, <laughs> government, oh. right? Like, he wants to influence their government to uh, be less bad. <laughs> um, okay, kill. check this out. This is cool. Tristan, you're going to like this. So I'm trying to get as much of North America in the frame as possible to show this up. So there's two more things that the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation layer shows. The first one, well, let's do the last one first. Historic elk range. So this, check this out. So this is where elk are native to... And this is going by, like, fossil records and um, and also just human interaction with them. So see all this in the east? Yeah. Right here? So there ain't any elk here anymore except where we've put them back. This is where Daniel Boone hunted when he was alive, right? And this is where Davy Crockett hunted when he was alive. And they basically killed all the elk. Like all those guys, they just thought that they'd last forever, and then all of a sudden they kill them all. And that's why a lot of people say, you know, elk are a mountain animal now, right? Like when you hunt elk, you're going into mountains almost 100% of the time. But back in the day, they weren't necessarily. They were everywhere. Uh, Grizzly bears are the same way, but humans moving in pressured them. So it's not so much like... If they got to chew, look up here. These Manitoban elk in Canada. Look, there ain't no mountains there. They just walked across wherever they wanted to walk across. It's the plains. But now humans moved into all these flatter areas because it's easier to build houses on. 
And so the mountains are the only place left for the elk, right? So anyway, so historically, and see, there's these two little splits down in, and this is Merriam's elk, which uh, these elk are named after the same guy that Merriam's turkeys are named after. Merriam. Sounds like my name. It's close. And then Roosevelt elk are named after Teddy. And uh, the elk on a fognac are actually Roosevelt elk. Okay, so check this out. <coughs> so this is what's considered native habitat, this area of the map. This, so let me, so it's running slow. Come on, baby. So I'm clicking on the USA current elk range. There you go. Whoa, that's cool. So like all those dark spots. That's where. So see, like it's all like Montana, Idaho. Idaho's a big elk uh, state. I kind of the one in Arizona seems funny to me, but I don't know enough about it. Uh, but Oregon, you know, this is where Cameron Haynes hunts. Um, so the, see this area that's dark right here in New Mexico. That's where I keep I put in for a tag last year and didn't get drawn. And in Colorado, it's almost the entire state of Colorado's dark, especially so like you know right here. Kind of have a third of the way up on a little bit more east, a little bit east of center. That's where we've gone fishing before, right? In Colorado. Yeah. And so you know how you're on that highway and everything on one side is flat and the other side is mountains? Yeah. Okay, look, that's that dark where the dark, uh, where the elk live stops. That's those mountains. So the elk don't live on any of those flat prairies where we see pronghorn. They live west of there. So that's kind of interesting, right? Because they know they were going to either get hit by cars or they're built it's on top interesting. of them. Yeah. Or get shot. And see, there's some... Okay, so let's see. So Oklahoma, there is supposedly... There are some elk there that are decent size. And then over here in tennessee and kentucky and pennsylvania there are huntable populations really hard to uh, get a tag but the only reason these exist at all you know because this is where these are the areas that daniel boone hunted and people of his generation killed all the elk right (coughs) so the only reason there are elk here now is because rocky mountain elk foundation put them there in the uh, '90s, they started delivering them. They would uh, tranquilize elk over here in the West, like Colorado, Montana area, and then put them on horse trailers and bring them over here. and And they would only bring bring like seven or twelve at a time, I think, at most. That'd be kind of funny to see. Like you look inside of a horse trailer and it's a whole bunch of elk, mm-hmm. or you just hear you hear a elk bugle screaming mm. down the highway. And I think now there's, I think officially there's fifty thousand. So it's, so look at it this way: it started with seven, seven cow elk, right? 
and I think a bull not on the same load and delivered them to Tennessee, and now there are 50,000 elk officially in Tennessee. That's pretty cool, right? But, yeah, so this, so I can use this map to tell me good places to go hunting. Like Idaho. It's funny. Like in Idaho, you can barely see the ground. In like Colorado, it's kind of like misty. You can still mm-hmm. see some of the colors, but in Idaho, it's just yeah. black. But yeah. So I can and I can save all this and dump it on my chip and put it in my Garmin, and we can have this to reference. And the cool thing is, so let me go back. One of the things, like uh, Randy Newberg, you know, we've watched videos with him and stuff. So if I go back to Colorado on the state <laughs> layers. So if I were to purchase, so the GMUs, that's free, right? If I was to purchase, which I think I already have a bot, I just got to turn it on or something. I don't know. They changed the internet face and I got to figure out. But the public lands and the private lands, what's cool is if I'm on public land and I'm and I see like a house or something and I'm worried that I might be on somebody's property, I can look on the, the Onyx map and I can tell for certain if I'm on pro- public property or private property. And whether or not it's legal to kill an elk that's, you know, standing in front of me or whatever, right? I wanted to talk about uh, Go Hunt also. Uh, But we kind of don't have time. We've already killed 45 minutes. Really? Yeah, not quite 45 minutes. but So I think we're going to have to save Go Hunt for another go around but y'all are gonna like that more because you get into actual talking about specific animals and different kinds of animals okay that's cool okay so yeah y'all out there in podcast land check out uh, this is not a paid advertisement none of our advertisements are paid i should i should let you i don't know i've been thinking about that lately i wonder if people listening to the podcast think that we get paid for our ads uh, don't. This is not an ad. This is just me talking about a cool tool that I like to use. But the ads at the beginning, uh, Indian Mound Ranch and uh, Viking Strong Resistance Bands, those are just friends of ours that offer cool products and services. We don't actually get paid for none of that. <clears throat> um, so, all right. Thank you all for listening. Do you all have any questions about the maps? or? No, 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 no. Yeah. Tristan, do you have any questions? All right. Josie, sign us out. Thank you for listening to the wilderness. Slow down. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the wilderness law podcast. Um, oh, Facebook is the wilderness law podcast. The wilderness law podcast. Um, our Twitter is the wilderness, no, wilderness, wilderness, underscore wilderness, 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 
Marion, what's her website? Wilderness. Josie, let her do it. Wildernesslaw.us. And Josie, what's our Instagram? Uh, Wilderness underscore law. Wilderness underscore law. Goodbye. And yes, our Twitter and Instagram is the same, just so that you don't get confused. That's right. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye.